0: Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled Church and Church Bulletins. When I was a kid, there was no room for merriment in our church. Sunday church was always considered serious business and my brother and I were to be on our best behavior painfully outfitted in uncomfortably starched shirts that we couldn't wait to tear off as soon as we raced home. And when we slowly scanned around the church proceedings, it seemed that few other congregants were happy. In fact, many looked quite pained. Some covered their faces in their hands. Others hung their heavy heads. Conversely, if I spent too much idle time viewing the young ladies in rows across from us, I received a sharp, gordy howl-like elbow from an unamused parent. As we squirmed in the pews, grasping at our stiff collars, to our rescue came the church bulletin, the heroic editor appearing like a knight in shining armor. His or her newsletter replete with wonderful grammatical gaffes, serious spelling mistakes, and hilarious double entendres. Nowadays, I am reminded that nobody catches spelling mistakes or split infinitives and such because neither skill is in vogue in the schools. How do kids learn foreign languages? When you text message somebody today, you employ all sorts of short forms and emoticons. What are emoticons? They are those dim-witted symbols equivalent to a brain-dead clerk insisting that you have a nice day. The bulletin was our only respite for humor, and because it was usually prepared by some volunteer who was both busy and in a hurry, the two vital ingredients for miscues, it never failed to deliver laughs. Here are some wonderful examples. Often we are unsure as to what condition our friends are in, especially if they have been away from church for weeks. Sometimes newbies arrive, which clouds the issue. Hence this notice. Eight new choir robes are currently needed due to the addition of several new members and to the deterioration of some older ones. That sparked a smirk. Of course, church groups perform good deeds. Sometimes they inadvertently cause them. The church bulletin announced, Scouts are saving aluminum cans, bottles, and other items to be recycled. Proceeds will be used to cripple children. That was good for a laugh, but I myself have a handicap and would stay far away from those mean-spirited kids. Another announcement reads, please place your donation in the envelope along with the deceased person you want remembered. This might be tricky, but if the person in question is cremated, you have a much better chance of success. Next, the church will host an evening of fine dining, super entertainment, and gracious hostility. Nobody is perfect, I guess. We are all subject to mood swings and need to vent. If not at a church event, then where? Then there's this. Potluck supper Sunday at 5 p.m., prayer and medication to follow. This is oh so true. And this. The pastor would appreciate it if the ladies of the congregation would lend him their electric girdles for the pancake breakfast next Sunday. I believe that this is how George Foreman got started. Followed by this. Ladies' Bible study will be held Thursday morning at 10 a.m. All are invited to lunch in the fellowship hall after the BS is done. I think someone should tell the editor that it's always dangerous to employ short forms for Bible study. Often the church tries to proceed in an unobtrusive manner. Thus, the low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday at 7 p.m. Please use the back door. The back door seems appropriate, don't you think? Then, the 8th graders will be presenting Shakespeare's Hamlet in the church basement Friday at 7 p.m. The congregation is invited to attend this tragedy. Again, so true. Weight Watchers will meet at 7 p.m. at the church. Please use the large double door at the side entrance. I know what you're thinking. What if the Weight Watcher has low self-esteem? Then what door to use? The large double door presents a conundrum. Finance is a constant issue with churches, but an inventive bulletin editor can often break the monotony of asking for money by employing an ingenious phrase. This one says it all. The associate minister unveiled the new tithing campaign slogan last Sunday. I upped my pledge, now up yours. A great slogan, as they say in church. Amen. A good church choir is always a great addition to Sunday service, but sometimes it sounds like the singing gets a little out of hand. As with these misspelled notices, the senior choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys sinning to join the choir. This evening at 7 p.m., there will be a hymn singing in the park across from the church. Bring a blanket and come prepared to sin. The choir will meet at the Larson House for fun and sinning. It's been my experience that sing and sin sometimes go together, but it should be discouraged at church, don't you think? It can lead to this sort of scenario described in the bulletin. The ladies of the church have cast off clothing of every kind. They may be seen in the basement on Friday afternoon. My guess is that quite a crowd will show up on Friday afternoon, and this notice indicates that unwanted progeny may result from sin or singing. The beautiful flowers on the altar this morning are to celebrate the birth of David Allen Beltzer, the sin of Reverend and Mrs. Julius Beltzer. Sometimes it appears that the choir needs some practice, as with these telling notices. Next Thursday, there will be tryouts for the choir. They need all the help they can get. And, at the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be, What is Hell? Come early and listen to our choir practice. And, the over-60s choir will be disbanded for the summer with the thanks of the entire church. Often the church music is apt for the sermon's heavy-duty topic of the day, as with the sermon this morning, Contemporary Issue number 3, Euthanasia, the closing song, Take My Life. Wow, how fitting is the music. I suppose the choir could also sing In the Sweet By-and-By, I'll Fly Away, and Just a Closer Walk With Thee but Take My Life seems apropos for a talk on euthanasia. Speaking of deep sleep, this notice reflects poorly on the pastor's ability to excite his parishioners. It reads, Barbara remains in the hospital and needs blood donors for more transfusions. She is also having trouble sleeping and requests tapes of Pastor Nelson's sermons. Churches often promote community outreach activities such as these. A cookbook is being compiled by the ladies of the church, Please submit your favorite recipe and also a short antidote for it. And, Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a great chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget your husbands. And, The Outreach Committee has enlisted 25 visitors to make calls on people who are not afflicted with any church. And, It's Drug Awareness Week. Get involved in drugs before your children do. And, Next Sunday is the family hayride and bonfire at the Fowler's. Bring your own hot dogs and guns. Friends are welcome. Everyone come for a fun time. And 22 members were present at the church meeting held at the home of Mrs. Marcia Crutchfield last evening. Mrs. Crutchfield and Mrs. Rankin sang a duet, The Lord Knows Why. And illiterate, write to the church office for help. Good luck with that. Sometimes the issue of quality is just not there, hence these notices. During the absence of our pastor, we enjoyed the rare privilege of hearing a good sermon when J.F. Stubbs supplied our pulpit. And, Mr. Bradford was elected and has accepted the office of head deacon. We could not get a better man. And, announcement to the Mums Who Care ladies group. There will be no Mums Who Care this week. And let us join David and Lisa in the celebration of their wedding and bring their happiness to a conclusion. And after the sermon, a moment of silence for prayer and medication. And the Reverend Merriweather spoke briefly, much to the delight of the audience. And great news, doctors have performed a CAT scan on Pastor McLaren's head and report that they have found nothing. Church bulletins are also useful to indicate change of plans. Church bulletins are also used to indicate change of plans. Hence this message. The class on prophecy has been canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. And the peacemaking meeting scheduled for today has been canceled due to a conflict. Or the church bulletin may heap praise on or announce a new endeavor. The concert held in the Fellowship Hall was a great success. Special thanks are due to the minister's daughter, who labored the whole evening at the piano which as usual fell upon her. And men's prayer breakfast. No charge, but your damnation will be gratefully accepted. And finally, for those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. Calm. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach Podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.